Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start, Start saving, saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, slap my breasts and call me a spider woman. There's still tickets for the live Page 7 and Wizard and the Bruiser show this week. You're dang right it is. Why don't you squirt some of those webs at your hands and sling your way over to Chicago or Pontiac or Milwaukee this week, the 9th, 10th, and 11th for the live Page 7 and Wizard and the Bruiser show. Go to lastpodcastnetwork.com slash p7live to get a little spider sticky with us. Uh-oh, it's 2020. Ain't nothing gonna break my stride. Ain't nothing gonna hold me down. <laughs> oh, no. I got to keep on moving. Unfortunately, it's been that and cats for about a week and a half. So mm-hmm. sorry, guys. Ain't nothing gonna break our fucking stride. It's 2020. You are talking to the neon goth witch of 2020. And I have so much neon in my life now. I'm scared of it. I'm scared of how much I'm gonna glow in the dark. I'm just like a ninja bitch turtle uh welcome I, to page uh, seven it's ho- i was gonna say something and then i just everything left my mind when you said that <laughs> phrase ninja bitch turtle <laughs> i will say i did just run into uh mr ben kissel from last podcast network in the lobby and nothing's gonna break his stride either here at the very fancy east coast last podcast network studios <laughs> and lobby. i'm a little disturbed to say we lobby. tried to talk to him about kissel always throws me for a loop right i think this man thoroughly actually did enjoy the film cats like as a film yeah we were having two different conversations yeah we were like let's talk about cats and he was like it was great and we were like uh mr mistopheles that was what he opened with he was like i mean i thought mr mistopheles great son (laughs) (laughs) why why i just you know what i love kissel when he throws you for the loop of when he actually is being genuine too right and, he, yes. and you don't want to break that bubble of him being happy so you know what <laughs> we'll give him cats he really does and we all love cats too just in a very different way that's just, the thing mm-hmm. it's like i did i love it yes was it the most fun i've had in a long time yes will i do it again absolutely can i not wait to see it again Absolutely. I'm like so excited to see it again. But yet, I'm not going to like open a conversation about cats with saying, I thought it was good. Mr. Mistopheles, huh? (laughs) And I want to say thank you to everyone that gave us great feedback of whether or not we should take cats on the road. This is something that if you are a lawyer, can you tell us if we can do this? (laughs) Because I'm ready to do it. But I think that we might not be able to do it. I want to do cat screenings. And I just realized this too. 
we come dressed as dogs, but also if we could find dog-friendly venues yeah. so that people can bring their dogs bring as their well. Bring their dogs. That's oh my God, I love this. Genius. And yeah. kids. And I kids. say kids should be there too. I, yeah, <laughs> I think it should be scre- babies and dogs allowed. <laughs> Screening of of cats. I yeah. think the dog bringing the dogs is a stroke of genius because people love a dog bar. Uh, I think that we, as we just discovered when Zelda was here, we might swear too much to say bring the kids. Yes, that is possible. Oh, that swear. is true. Unless we do it, unless we do PG, PG drunk cats, cats. <laughs> <laughs> PG intoxicated cats. Well, yeah, I think it sounds. I think it's quite a challenge, and I think it's something that we are all strong enough to do. It's Absolutely. a new year. We have to challenge ourselves. New year, new us. I'm new feeling year. so new. By the way, my name is Holden. And I'm here in 2020 to say, I'm here to stay. Wow, okay. that's good because we really weren't going to get rid of you anytime soon. Yes, so <laughs> that's good for us. My name is Molly Neffel, and every time Jackie gets her new theme for the year, I always am so inspired to find my new theme for the year. And I, my theme for this year right now is just a kind of amorphous, like, get back on track. You know, yeah. I've been, I've been off the tracks though. for a while. I think but, it's wonderful. Okay, that's specific enough. Your neon goth is so specific. It's like a writing thing where I'm like, oh, my writing is too vague. You know, like I need like a specific uh, get back on track is like. It's not really a good resolution because it's like it's not actionable, you know. Totally. But I think that you've you've had so many changes over the past couple of years that get back on track. I don't think is that too vague for you. I think that just shows a good forward moving motivation uh-huh. to get you to tackle this year. And I'm yeah. proud of you. All right. All and right. I vow in 2020 to frighten more strangers. <laughs> I think you do that enough. I don't think you have to work on that. <laughs> Your resolution is something you're already good at. Yes. That's a cheat. It's a strength. That's a hack. Um, I'm just worried about how you're going to utilize that. And so tomorrow we leave to go on our Midwest tour of Page 7 of Wizard and the Bruiser Live. So are you going to utilize this while we are traveling together? 100%. I'm excited to meet people that know who I am, but I'm also excited to scare people who don't know. By the way, just got an email from the powers that be. Chicago is sold out, baby. Sold out, baby. So get your tickets to Pontiac and Milwaukee. They are still available. We're going to have so much fun and i've been eating i've been eating really well some to prepare myself for the amount of hot dogs i'm going to consume mm. and also we finally got this is this is the most adult thing i think i've ever talked about on this show jeffrey and i got tsa pre-check Whoa. and i feel like queen elizabeth herself i'm gonna <laughs> laugh everybody be like take off your shoes oh you gotta take your shoes off oh do you have to do your computer's out? No, 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 not me. I've got knives in my computer. No, 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 TSA, please don't take it away. Please don't take it away. And they might take it away. But I am very excited about it because I will look down upon anyone that looks at me. See, the thing is, I got really excited. I told Henry about it. And he's like, you know that, like, that's old hat now. You have to get clear if you want to be the one being excited at the airport. I didn't even know Clear existed. What? It's so annoying. What's Henry? What's it's, it's a dumb. new level. It's a new level. I just got to TSA pre-check. I just got to that level. So what is pre-check entail? Level. Yeah, tell pre-check me, tell me what? what we get with I think, pre-check. Wait, I don't think, you, what, you don't take off your shoes, you, you get to, to walk through a metal detector, You have to right? give them all your information about your life, yes. right? Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah, oh yeah. In exchange, you get to keep your shoes on? You get to keep my shoes on again. <laughs> I don't have to take my computer out. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to take your computer out. it's a shorter line. But Clear is like a free-for-all. Apparently, Clear is just like, 
do you do like a how do you do like no tickets? It's like no, yeah. it's, it's Where you, you just... shoot. You can shoot a gun off twice in the airport, and no one will come. Only after twice, you. no two more than shots. twice though. Yeah, two free shots. <laughs> but in exchange, they get to tap your phone like yeah. you, yes. and uh, they just see everything you ever text. In exchange, ever. they get they make they create a duplicate version of you in robot form <laughs> who has his own job and identity in a different state and pretends to be you. But that's also great because. Aren't we on just one timeline of what could happen? Yes. So let's have multiple timelines running in one universe. I'm here for it. Jackie, and if, with pre-check, do, do they have to? Do they still have to look at your genitals with the machine and or pat you down? Because I always opt out and let them touch me instead of looking at me through the the radiation machine. Oh, that's smart. No, I always just go through the thing because I want the least amount of problems possible. But that's like a problem I've dealt with in therapy for a long time. <laughs> right. But I think it. I it's hard for me because last. Time, they had to check like up in my groin Ugh. area and so they went to go press up and I just went I couldn't stop myself from going like yeah <laughs> and I kept making noises and to the point that the woman was like ma'am can you please stop <laughs> I was like because I'm sorry they yeah, asked you I got to make jokes you're doing the thing you know it's their fault I don't know they're getting up in it her hand was between the fold of my vagina and my fat thigh like that's where her hand was how do I not make a joke right and they ask you when they, before they pat you down they're like yeah so I always opt out of the rapid scan and they always have the script and they're like are there any sensitive areas of your body and it's just like it always be, I'm like I mean my vagina <laughs> like all of it a stranger touching my body yeah, like, all of, yeah every uh, second of it's it a sensitive. especially when they're like don't worry we're gonna use the back of my hand I was like I'd rather you use the front of your yeah. hand I think I'd rather than you pawing at me as if I don't I don't know I just imagine it's some sort of nub that's rubbing up against all of my my stuffs man now, this is a question I have, um, and maybe this will just disgust both of you. Do they move your penis over? No, no. Oh. When I go into the scanner, maybe let's say I'm having like a, a gross like ass day. Do they see that? How gross is your ass? <laughs> like if I have a skid mark or something? Is your ass how gross is your ass? Like if I have like a skid mark or something? Like do they see that I'm, ha- oh, he's having a bad a bad butt. I totally day. thought you were going to talk about a half heart, not a skid mark. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. I'm never at all around. That's the least <laughs> arousing place ever forever in this history of ever is probably the TSA wait. security line. Wait, are you... But so wait, do you, you're wondering if they could see? Wait a second, Holden McNeely. Your undies aren't clean. I'm sweaty and I don't know. Do they see like... What Body you, fluids? What do you think they can see? They see like a pee stain? Can they see what are that? You, what are you coming all over your ass? No. <laughs> Not that there's a bunch of shit in my ass, but you know what I mean. If I've got, if I've got like a, it's a swampy day. I don't even know if they could see a bunch of shit in your ass. Yeah, even if I had a bunch of shit in my ass, if you don't it was think they could shit shaped like a gun, maybe. let's just get down to it. If there's a bunch of shit in my ass and I didn't wipe properly, <laughs> can they see the shit? I think I don't think so. I don't okay. think that they can. A, br- a little brown doesn't pop you up. You know that there's gonna gotta be some. I'm sure we have one listener who is a TSA yeah, agent. I want a TSA agent to chime in and be like, "What judgments can you make about my?" body based on the scanner 
and like have my hygiene and stuff. Yeah, you know I always I mean? flex my arms when they're up though to make it look <laughs> like I don't know why I always like flex them like with like fist flex them why? to make me seem more strong. I don't know. <laughs> so they're scanning and they're like, "Ooh, look at those biceps." Wow. She, you know what? She looks fatter than she actually is. That's what I hope that they think. That's another thing too is can they see through my clothes to the point like can you see the shape of my body that I wear high waisted skirts so you can't see how fat my belly is? I think. Yeah, uh, they can see every. Uh, there's definitely been articles that are like the TSA people can liter- are like laughing at your they look. There, we should look it up. There was a, there was a headline like the TSA agents are laughing at your body. Yeah, and it's like they can see uh, they can see everything. So your question about shit stains is we're laughing at it, but it might actually be a real. Might question. actually be a real oh, thing. Oh no! Yeah. yeah, my folds. Yeah, but that's why you gotta just let them grope you with the back of your hand. So are you doing that to make a statement? Or are you doing that because it really makes you uncomfortable to like be statement. seen in that way? Yeah, it's statement. A, it's a statement. Statement, right? Yeah, you don't get to see my body I refuse to concede it <laughs> but also like some activists who I like respect so much also got TSA pre-check because they were like you know what they're gonna find out everything about us anyway just yeah. give them the information they already have all the information they exactly. have all the I was talking about this beanie baby kiwi bird that I loved and I because I've been seeing these Thai like plushy beanie boos everywhere that's a kiwi bird and every time I see it I go oh my god but I'm not gonna spend money on a stuffed animal because I don't need any more stuff in my life and I then I told Jeff all about my kiwi bird and then again now I just keep getting I'm already getting ads for beanie baby kiwi birds which I'm a 33 year old woman I don't need ads for a beanie baby kiwi bird (laughs) but also say beanie baby kiwi bird seven times fast beanie baby kiwi bird it sucks to hear it it sucks to hear it much less oh god it's just terrible yeah right it just sucks to hear it Um, beanie baby kiwi bird say it say it Holden you mean the, the ones with the big eyes that they sell at Dwayne Reed? Yeah. <laughs> Jack, you just get one. No, what, growing they're up. They're like four bucks. They are. Well, they're more like 10. They're 10 bucks. <laughs> you can what? put it in your room. This is the thing I wish that we, I, I, at this point, all right, fine. If you're going to listen to what I say and give me advertisements based off it, can we find some system for when I've already bought the thing yeah, right. to not fucking add me on it? Yeah, just buy another kitchen island. You, yeah. You, you seem to love kitchen islands. Yeah. It's yeah. like, come on, give me the new stuff. I'm talking about new items that I'd like to purchase yeah you know what I mean like give me that stuff what so it says TSA I'm reading one of these many articles about how TSA laughs at your naked body (laughs) and I guess there's an insider's TSA dictionary and it says one of the first terms I learned from the fellow male TSA officers at O'Hare oh no that's where we're going (laughs) was hotel papa which is code language for an attractive female passenger hotel standing for hot and papa for well, use your imagination, Papa. Papa, is that pussy? Papa, does that mean pussy? I, I thought know. Papa meant potato. So in my head, in my head, it means hot potato. Hot woman, hot potato. <laughs> woman, hot potato. Oh, don't get your hands on her. Don't get caught grabbing. Is it because you don't want to get caught grabbing on her? I don't understand. They say use your imagination, but I can't. I'm using it. I can't. I'm using it, and I can't, Papa. Can't. I mean, unless it's like a daddy thing, which you know. Yeah, man, talk about The Witcher. Wait, Molly, have you watched The Witcher? <laughs> nah, Gideon's watching The Witcher, but he said that he thought that I wouldn't like it, and I trust him. <laughs> I I will say I go in and out of paying attention, but the times I am paying attention, it is because Hachi fucking Amachi, you, Mamma Mia, here I come again. <laughs> Henry Cavill is 
He is essentially a dark man's magic, more magical bad boy Legolas who is jacked. And he also likes to fuck. Essentially, that's Yum. it. But um, <laughs> essentially, that's also like he fights, and there's all this like other world building and ba 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 ba. But my God, I'm gonna climb him like a tree, and I wanna I'm gonna gash my name into the side of his bark. Molly is is an old man Legolas e- equal sign uh, thirst trap for you. Um, you know. <laughs> I I fell asleep during Lord of the Rings in high school, and I've never tried again. Ouch. No, that's not true. I tried one time shortly after Gideon and I had met. He was like, shall we watch Lord of the Rings? And I was like, oh, God. And I think I probably fell asleep that time, too. So I know what Legolas looks like, but I can't speak to... Even Ouch. Orlando Bloom, it's Orlando Bloom, right? Yeah, he doesn't Ouch, jostle yeah. you, you would say. I don't like his long elf hair. Well, there you go. It's, I don't think it's going to work Whoa. out. Let me pull up Harry Cavill as Witcher, and you can tell me what you think, okay? I okay. mean, at least, and I'm not usually into the, like, jicky-jacked type, but man alive. What, you're into Jason Momoa. What do you mean you're not into the jicky Oh, my God, we have to talk about Jason Momoa with the Golden Globes. He's the cute little big puppy boy. <laughs> I there love Jason Momoa. Is that doing anything? Oh God, for you? no, absolutely not. <laughs> he does look like Legolas, though. I, that the, the Legolas hair is not none of that. Uh, no. Yeah, but he has a really bad, um, deep voiced accent where he talks like this. And he must kill them. And I, no. I, I want to turn it into a drinking <laughs> game of every time they say the word destiny, you have to take a drink. Because they say the word destiny in every third sentence. Yes. It is his destiny. And also the lesser of two evils. <laughs> the lesser of two evils and his destiny. And so I was just taking shots of milk while I watched it. <laughs> really hurt my stomach, but it was worth it. Can you at least tell us what about this does not do anything for you? I... He- I I've, I struggle to explain my c- complete lack of interest in fantasy because I like I was as a child I liked to read I like creativity and yet if you use the phrase world building to me I'm like shut up I just like don't want it I don't know well, what why about the I don't serve two evils also Molly. it does nothing for me and this guy he's just a he's just he looks like Fabio what about that area right <laughs> I'm circling oh, the, the nipples is it a bulge are you pointing at his bulge his, he's, there's a picture of him in a hot tub. Uh, some sort of medieval hot tub, probably, and Ooh. Holden is circling his chest. It does not. Uh, it it's that is chest. J- Jackie. This is exactly your type. I like your like. This isn't my type. Long haired, <laughs> muscular, older, older man. Yeah, daddy like man. daddy, who's like Ooh. all sweaty and covered in dirt, is exactly your type. Oh my god! But you should watch him fight. Oh my god! He can kill so many people at once. Yes, he can. <laughs> He's very strong. That's Yennefer from the show. She's a sexy witch woman. <laughs> That's how you do it. How do you how do you build a world? I don't. Know. No, uh, make it Jennifer, but put a you in the front. Is that, yeah, that, that, that's it. That is what world building is like. It's like, oh, in this world, <laughs> everything is in the Yolden. north. Yolden. Yeah. Yolden and Yaki. Yes, exactly. I know that Wizard and the Bruiser is getting into the whole the Witcher thing, but that's why Jeff was like, you don't understand. He put all the work into it because apparently Henry Cavill like did all the reading for it, like really got into the, like played the PC game, really got into the character, really learned about the world before he jumped into it. 
but still then, why does he talk like this? <laughs> because everybody in fucking world-building fantasy talks funny for no reason. Why are half of them British and half of them aren't? Right, I do. I do. That does drive me crazy. Like, who makes the decisions in terms of what dialect they're using? It is a made-up world. This struck me. I love Star Wars. Uh, that's I wow. like Star Wars. Interesting. Uh, what are you about whoa. to? You're it, about to make some enemies the, right I now. I know. I know. Listen, they, my, my reception outro song at our wedding was Star Wars, uh, was the Star Wars theme. So I think that I, I, I am you, not. You tolerate You compromised is what you're I, saying. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You went, you're now on to choose that. I, but I'm saying that no Star Wars people can come at me for this. No, the only thing was that why does T- Daisy Ridley have a British accent and John Boyega, who is also British, doesn't have a British accent. <laughs> it just hit me like a ton of bricks when I was watching The Rise of Skywalker. It doesn't make any sense. Are they? And that's not really like it's more like in Lord of the Rings where everybody's British for confusing reasons. Yeah. Like, but like what? They, well, if, I, if it is a fantasy, people have to talk like this. Lord of the Rings, everybody's like British. Be, I think mostly because like J.R.R. Tolkien is British, and I think that it's his source material, and he definitely based different races of. Like the elves and everything are based on different historical groups of people and stuff. So How about he, George R. R. Martin though? But yeah, that is gets different. That right? dude used to teach <laughs> in my hometown, that, Dubuque, Iowa. He's not British, or at least maybe he is. But he that Dubuque, Star not Wars, I a hundred percent agree with you. The Witcher, well, The Witcher is Polish, is a Polish series of books. Ah, so I could it's see my that too. people, yes. Yeah, it's her people. That's why Jackie loves her people. It's and she people. wants her people to sort of grab her and lift her above <laughs> them and sort of just start somehow having sex in that position. Yes. I will say I, I did like his dark materials a lot, and that is very world-building. I'm reading that right now. And it's very fantasy-y, and it's very British. But it makes sense because they're at Oxford. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. it makes statements about religion and things like that that are a little bit more compelling for a person that doesn't just want high, pure high fantasy without any I mean I will say Lord of the Rings there's uh, there's all these World War II analogies check out what's in the Bruiser our two-parter <laughs> on Jared Tolkien's World, Lord of the Rings if you'd like to hear more about that but yeah there's a little bit more um, I think basis uh, in, in something more compelling to you as a reader like I don't know why I don't like it again I like reading I like creativity I like I, I just but the, the, the there's something, and I remember reading Redwall as a kid and really liking Redwall. Okay. But, like, there's just something about, uh, like, I watched, we watched the, Gideon watched the um, the Dark Crystal 10-episode uh, series on Netflix, and he was like, you love puppets. You love puppets so much. Won't you watch it? And I was like, we watched the trailer, and I was like, I'm sorry, I can't do it. But then, <laughs> but I did, because I love puppets so much, we did watch the making of the Dark okay. Crystal documentary, that and I loved that. Yeah. I just don't want to go into that. The world. The whole world, world is yeah. tiring. This is the problem, is that you don't see this is the difference between you and Jackie while you're watching you're not imagining having sex with all these <laughs> yeah, I want to have sex with every character yeah. I want to have sex with every single character and they are all in, in The Witcher it's very sexual it's very they all are Ooh. sexy and I'm not Ooh. a spoiler alert Jackie you're gonna get to see Yennefer's breasts. You, 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 <laughs> see? you, this is the if I said that to you, you mean, you'd be please. like 
Is it exploitative? You know what I mean? That's different. <laughs> I just love to watch sex happen. Which is also why, I've, I mean, we talked about this on Talking TV, which is why I'm loving my journey into Six Feet Under. But Molly, I guess that's my question. Is Mo- Molly, have you watched Six Feet Under? I have not watched Six Feet Under. Oh, okay. It is the right amount of sexy and great acting and great story for me. And more and morbidity. Yes. I like, it's a I great like a morbidity. Mixture. I think that you would dig it, but it, there, there's also the just the right amount of sex because it is hard for me. I do need to watch things that have at least a good amount of sex in them. Well, I just started watching you, and I know this isn't talking TV, but I just started watching season one of you, and there is a lot of sex, but it's very disconcerting. It's very upsetting sex. It's so upsetting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I got through almost all of the first season of you, and I haven't gotten to the second season yet. I know I need to do it, but it's, you know, I just, I kind of fell off because... I didn't like the main girl in the first one. And yeah. not that she was even I just didn't like how she was written. Yeah, I did not I did not like how she was written either. Who I was but my first question when I was watching the first episode was was this written by a man or a woman? And that's not necessarily the all defining thing, but I feel like she is written whether who whatever the gender of the person who wrote that character, she is written like a very simple woman in a way that I yeah. think the most women are not that simple. Even women no. you don't like, they're not that simple. Yeah. They're not that simple. Speaking of which I, I think it's how what we are going to learn after we watch the Goop Lab. Oh, oh speaking of simple Even though, woman. Speaking of simple <laughs> 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 Most women aren't that simple. Gwyneth Paltrow I just, maybe that simple. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I woke up yesterday and I saw all of... Um, oh, I've been tagged in it a bunch of times and I saw the poster of Goop laying like a baby in a crib, uh, like a vaginal crib. In, on the poster, and I mean, yeah. like, what the fuck is this? So angry. I went to a thousand. I was so <laughs> angry. And, like, if it was, if, if Goop was single handedly, like, pioneering, like, some sort of destigmatization around vaginas, that could be cool. But instead, it's like, somehow it's like the opposite. Yeah. It's like she's making vaginas worse somehow because she's like put weird shit in it. And, like, that's not what you're supposed to do. If you guys haven't checked it out, please look up. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow's The Goop Lab, which is a new Netflix series that is coming out pretty soon. And it is essentially, I think what I hate about it most is that it is just her website, but in a television program. So it's like, okay, well, maybe they're not getting enough from the website. So why don't you look at this television show where we force you to watch people use said products that most of them, I'm sure... Some of them work, but a lot of it is woo-woo bullshit that you pay lots and lots of money for that I feel like the entire thing, I will say, and maybe I'm just being too cynical, it seems like it's all a scam to get as much money out of people as possible. And you know what? These are their own money. It's like, it's their own money. They can do with it what they will. I get that. But don't validate. This is my big one that I draw the line. I was talking to Molly about this before. I draw the line at psychics. I think they take advantage of people's grief. And it made me, like, immediately furious when I saw that. Like, please, stick to the vagina stones. I don't know. <laughs> like, whatever. If you're goofy enough to... to Giving <laughs> women UTIs all over the damn country, <laughs> but don't yeah, bring in a psychic. Don't take advantage of people's grief. Damn it. <laughs> she had to pay $145,000 in fines because of the unsubstantiated claims made about the jade vaginal eggs that she still pushes on her website. So then all it's just all these things where it's like you ha- you have to know first before you convince other people to do these things. 
And I just think I, I, I understand that some people really truly believe in it. And I guess if you believe in it and it works for you, good for you. I just don't like Molly. I love you. You are one of my best friends. I'm wow, not gonna there is sit something like heavy <laughs> coming up. <laughs> I know. I'm not gonna sit in a room with my legs <laughs> up, with no panties on, uh, my legs up on a desk, us uh, staring at each other's pussies. I am excited. Yeah, no, I don't do want. I don't want to do that. Either. I'm excited for the group orgasm classes because it looks hilarious. <laughs> Can you? I don't want to orgasm in the same room as any either one of you guys. No, I'm glad. I'm oh. glad that we're all on the same page about uh, that. <laughs> no, none to. of that. Absolutely Absolutely not. And also, though, can we talk about the fact that Gwyneth Paltrow looks like she's had a lobotomy in the in the trailer? <laughs> what she are just, you talking about, Molly? <laughs> but like, I <laughs> I think she's trying to present herself as like more relatable because she's like sitting in a chair and, she's and saying like, the f word. Yeah, she's oh my God. swearing, yeah. but she just has the same like stony plastered like smile on her face as if she has like. She, as if she, her her brain is gone. I just mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just I I I would not follow her anywhere. Is that where Goob takes us? Where we <laughs> last episode? The importance of lobotomies. Yeah, try a lobotomy. It really sure. clears your mind. <laughs> You know what? You definitely would be relaxy taxi for the rest of your fucking life. Sure. Maybe just get an ice pick to the center of your eye. <laughs> and, then, and then you don't have to worry about anything anymore. $250,000 ice pick. Sure. Drive it right through your skull. That sounds great. She reminds me of Hal from 2001 A Space Odyssey. What are you talking about, Dave? <laughs> you know, just like I don't know. I don't want to listen to you. You're a computer that's going to take over my body. That's the thing, too. Another, it's like I made a joke earlier about TSA creating a robot version of yourself, and it really does seem like she has created a robot version of herself so that she can sit at home. And I'm going to say maybe there is a real Gwyneth Paltrow doing like crystal meth in an apartment somewhere because she created a version of herself to go get the meth money. Uh-huh. And she's able to just hang out with her meth buds in a big weird apartment, some like. With with no furniture in it. Go you know for what I, mean? I would say that. <laughs> Good for get it. Go for all. Get it. Get it, girl. <laughs> it's true that she seems inhuman, but also she seems like she's trying. The thing that annoyed me most was that she seemed like she was trying to present herself as like, cool. Yeah. Like you said, she's swearing casually. It's a robot casually. trying to be real. It's like, hello, fellow teenagers. Yes, exactly. She's like, oh, I've never looked at my own vagina. Ha, 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 ha. Especially that line when she just says, what the fuck are you doing to people? Naked in a room with a bunch of women? I don't know if I have the guts. The yeah. way she said it, I was like, ah, you don't because you're a robot. I will say that this is weird. It made me think of a conversation I had recently. Maybe it was on stream about how I have never actually. It's a weird thought. I don't think I've ever seen. You don't my look own, at your dick? No, I've seen my dick and every. It's easy to see that. <laughs> Past if, as long if I lose a depends on how much weight moo in yeah. the mirror yeah <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I I have a body that I've lived in all my life and I've never seen some of it I've I don't think I've ever seen my own butthole you know what I mean and that's a weird thought and somebody was like you should you should look at your own butthole at some point and I'm kind of terrified. I feel like it'll be like seeing, it'll be like unlocking the Holy Grail in Uh in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like my face will melt off if I look too, too far deep into it. Yeah, my my fear is that I it wasn't until I looked at my own butthole when I was like, why would people bleach their assholes? And then you look at your butthole and you're like, oh, that's why. <laughs> that's Wait, why people. So do can it. you paint this scenario for me, not with too much detail, but how did you go about looking at your own? Butthole? I was looking. I I see. I do look. I will say. You had an extra mirror, or how do you do it? How do yeah, you? Yeah, two at mirrors. Your... You layer the mirrors. When you have a vagina, <laughs> you spend. 
I would say at least years like from the age that you're like 16, somebody's always telling you to grab a hand mirror and look at your vagina. I don't know. I've done it. Who's telling me? But I feel like someone's always telling me, Cosmo, you know, like every, it's like grab a hand mirror. You uh-huh. know, so you gotta you're look just at your pussy. Being, yeah. So you're always being told to take a mirror. That and look. makes more sense to me, though, than the butthole a little bit, even though I get it for all of it, because it's like it's your body. You should like know what it looks like. I will say, though, favorite scene in Big Mouth ever. Favorite scene is when the girl looks at her own vagina with the hand mirror and it's Kristen Wiig plays the vagina, yes. right? It's so <laughs> yeah, funny. If you're so going to watch, have you seen Big Mouth? Mom? No. If you're going to watch one single scene, that is the one. Is I think so you should hilarious. watch Big Mouth. Especially with, thing, especially with kids now too. I think that it is to remember those moments of like, man, that's why it is so well written where it's like, I remember feeling that. I remember feeling yep. that. I remember being there, and it's all about puberty. It's really, it is a fun watch. Yeah, Molly. Okay. Molly, how do you plan to con- deal with a middle-aged, uh, or I'm, I'm not middle-aged, a a, a pu- pubescent child? Like, how? I, I mean, I yeah, I have no idea. That age is like the. I feel like the thing about middle school is that it's like when you talk to adults about middle school, it's like the one age that like everybody remembers because yeah. it's such a like very Especially intense. Especially first one's a boy. The, my both my kids are girls. Oh, they're both girls. Yeah. Why did I think the first one was a boy? I'm terrible. I'm <laughs> so sorry. Well, where but... have you been? <laughs> I know. I I make a. I'm so stressed out about the prospect of having kids. I make it a point to like not know anything about the ones around me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I did, I mean, I I, I yeah. I, I feel like middle school, uh, like that time is like if you talk to other adults about what they remember from childhood a lot of people don't really remember childhood that well or they might like willfully forget it or like they might like remember high school they might like have but like i feel like everybody has either visceral memories of middle school or is like i have purposely blocked it out you know because yeah. it's like such an intense time worst years of my life still yeah P- pretty oh, much yeah. there's a couple in there that, that compare but i mean i remember being just miserable from morning till night uh for sixth seventh eighth grade oh yeah. yeah pretty much yeah it's it's something i definitely think about because it's like how do we how can we set up people for success during this incredibly objectively difficult where time? they have to the only way to do it is for them to fall on their face like uh, uh about a thousand times in very public situations right it's just something you have to Ugh. grow through and going on like your first like awful date I don't think I, I actually went on a date until college. I'm no, pretty a sure. A real date. Same. Like either. a date date. Yeah. yeah I don't same. think. But like his dark materials actually is interesting for that too because it like locates like this change in you as, yes. at, at puberty. And it's like, you know, I feel like it's the, there is just no graceful way to go from being a kid to being like a young adult. Like there, you just, you just have to do it. And yes. like, it's going to be like such a jarring experience, like no matter what you do. But also I think that a lot of things in our society aren't setting kids up for success and support during that time. But, uh, but like, which is, you know, I remember reading Cosmo and shit like that when I was a kid and being like, I don't know. I don't understand my body. <laughs> well, yeah. And again, Cosmo is what Cosmo gives a heart. I not, I, maybe not anymore, but when we were teenagers, yes, Cosmo right. gave the worst Advice. Always yes. telling you to eat a mango before doing a beach. Yes. Yeah, you eat a mango, and then also the the cinnamon altoids. Yeah. You have cinnamon altoids in your mouth when you're given a beach, which is not the case. Yeah. <laughs> and also telling you to eat pineapple all the time so that your body, 
you know, taste Eat a pineapple it. while looking at your own vagina. <laughs> Get a hand mirror. Get a pineapple. Get a mango. And that's why Goop is now here to tell us what we should and should not do with our vaginas. But then this is where I felt bad while I was watching the Golden Globes over the weekend. I was watching what Goop was wearing. Now, Goop had on this sheer curtain-esque type outfit where you could see her entire body. I mean, her body is insane. Then why do I feel about her when, meanwhile, I look at J-Lo, and in my brain, J-Lo can do no wrong. And then I look at her, I'm like, God damn, that woman is 50. She is so fucking tight, I will follow her off the edge of a cliff. And then I've got Goop, and she's 47, and she's also very tight. And I look at her, I'm just like, she's setting horrible standards for women. She's telling us what we can and cannot do. And I feel such a divide between the two of them. And then I felt guilty about how I feel about Goop. And I think it's maybe it's because J-Lo doesn't tell me what I should be and how to live my life. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and the thing about Goop is that she's pretending like she's one of us and she's not. J-Lo is just like, I'm Jennifer fucking Lopez. I look awesome. I'm not going to like give you my beauty secrets because my beauty secrets is that I'm Jennifer Lopez. I've been blessed with incredible genes and an extraordinary amount of money and uh, a life that has like led me to be able to like maintain looking Uh, really fucking awesome. Awesome. She is Jenny from the block. She did come from real shit. Too. Yeah, that too. That, that too. That for is sure. a lot. That goes a long way as well. Whereas Gwyneth, she used to have a little, but now she has a lot. Yeah, but at least she knows where she came from. Yeah, that's a totally good point. Like that makes J Lo extra endearing. But yeah. even other famous people aren't as annoying as Gwyneth Paltrow because Gwyneth Paltrow's thing is like, oh, I know what it's like to be a busy mom and going grocery shopping, and it's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> Meanwhile, her parents are also Hollywood royalty as well. So it's not that she, she grew up with money, too, which just because you grow up with money doesn't mean that, like, get the fuck out of my face. I don't want to know you. I don't want to be right, friends with you. Right. It's just when you try and be like, I'm on your level, you're not. And you never have been. Right. And that's which okay. Which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, there's nothing wrong with it. Life isn't fair, yada, yada, yada. Also, just quick sidebar. Molly, wa- sidebar, sidebar. Molly, watch my side. Watch Parasite. It's all about this stuff. It's so good. I'm sorry. I'm being the side bear. Side bear. Side bear. Give me a sermon. Oh my God. There's a bear by my side. <laughs> the little bear's like, watch Parasite. Watch Parasite. Watch Parasite. Got, got any honey? Oh, that's just Ed Larson. <laughs> my side bear is Ed Larson. I just had a memory that um, Ed once said he stopped eating bananas because people kept making fun of him. Uh, but we did. Every time he walked into a meeting, he would come in with a banana and we're like, oh, yeah. Here comes a big old gorilla. <laughs> he can't even open that banana. His hands are too hairy to open the banana. He did it for good reason. We made fun of him into not eating bananas around us. I just, he was so sad about it. He's like, I stopped eating bananas in front of people. Everybody made fun of <laughs> Gotta stop eating bananas. Can't even eat a piece anymore. Can't even enjoy a healthy snack. Uh. Um, that's, um, I'm sorry, I was also just reading a, a headline because then it's things like this that she tries to be, and I know that Gwyneth Paltrow is fairly open about her kinks and her sex life, and I do appreciate things like that, yeah, but it's... now she says, um, she jokes around that now her husband has finally moved in with her, and she's like, so our sex life is over. I thought it was really interesting how resonant that was for people. One of my best friends was like, that is my dream. Don't ever move in. I think it certainly helps with preserving mystery and also preserving the idea that this person has their own life. So this is something I'm trying to remain aware of now as we merge together. It's just even like saying, it's the merge. way she says it. Yeah. Well, I will say too, resonant, and, and this really resonates, having been through acting, 
parenting school, I will always hate that word. <laughs> it really resonates like with like I would hear that a million times in acting school and everyone has their own thing. I was talking to a buddy who went to acting school and his thing was, um, can I uh, piggyback off of that? Like everybody, <laughs> oh, like everybody just yeah. decided oh, that yeah. that was a thing that everyone said every class for some reason, <laughs> because like everybody has to get on one weird word together. But for me, it was res that really resonates with me <laughs> when you pissed yourself while crying while rolling around on the floor. <laughs> Um, that does right. Re- but you know what resonates with me? <laughs> Looking at the pictures of Mariah Carey swimming in a hot tub in a sequin dress. I just saw this headline on page six. And the headline is simply Mariah Carey goes swimming in sexy sequin dress. You open it up and it is her in a hot tub in a sequin dress wow. in the Dominican Republic. And she just shared these pictures. And I don't know why she's in the hot tub with a sequin. In fact, it reminds me of that TRL or the, um, not TRL, the, what is it? The, when they show the houses, Celebrity Homeses. You come into my homes. Cribs. What's MTV Cribs. Cribs. <laughs> when she got into the hot tub in, um, wrapped in her towel with a dress on. So this is actually more scary, I feel like, than anything. It's crucially a long sleeve dress. Because when you told me about it, I was like, yeah, getting an hot tub and a little short spaghetti strap dress, not that far off from a swimsuit. This is definitely a, yeah. a long sleeve dress, which seems different. It's a long sleeve wrap dress. Yeah. yeah, it would feel, I feel like, uncomfortable at best. Because if there's one thing I learned from Love Actually, it's that you take all your clothes off before you get in the water, inexplicably. But people yes. are wearing normal clothes and they have to go in the water. They always take all their clothes off. I've never Including understood it. bras and underwears. But yes. I think it's because it weighs you down. She's also in a hot tub. Just want to throw it out there. Definitely oh yeah, she's in a hot tub. And but what in this article it says that she this is the dress that she was wearing the night before on New Year's Eve while watching a fireworks display with her twins. So maybe this is just the next morning, and maybe she's hammered off her gooses. <laughs> but I'm not sure. Yikes. Kids, let's go to the hot tub. Let's get in the hot tub. I'm not taking <laughs> off my dress. Don't worry about me, none. Uh, but we do need we need to talk about the Golden Globes a little bit here. Um, Ricky Gervais was the fifth time host of the Golden Globes this year, and he pissed people off, which is kind of his job. Yes, which I am always a fan of watching very upset people at a fancy award show. Uh, that is something I do enjoy. I have to say that. And I got to uh, I. I, I love the British office more than life itself. And I got to say, I cannot stand Ricky Gervais's thing of like, <laughs> I'm so, I, I find him to be absolutely insufferable, but uh, it's painful to say that because I love the British office. So I do too. I love much. it. Love it. Love it. And I'm all for pissing off celebrities and rich people, but he's doing it in this like contrarian ass way that I think is really obnoxious. Well, and sometimes that's why it is. It goes so far the other way. Now, Molly, did you ever watch an idiot abroad? No. See, I think that's what made me like Ricky Gervais more is because there's a show called An Idiot Abroad. It was on Netflix for a long time. I think it might still be on Netflix. And it's a travel show where they make. But I think since it is his thing of being a dickhead, he's like their friend Carl Pilkington goes traveling, but he doesn't like to leave his home so he never knows what he's about like he thinks he's going to a country to do something yeah they force him into these like horrible positions in a traveler's way Uh uh-huh which i think is very funny but i also know it's not for everybody but the thing is that certain things that ricky gervais said which i was mouth agape about whenever that's where the tom hanks meme is coming from where people keep seeing this picture of tom hanks looking kind of upset it was to this line 
when Ricky Gervais said in the opening monologue, you say you're woke, but the companies you work for, I mean, unbelievable, Apple, Amazon, Disney, if ISIS started a streaming service, you'd call your agent, wouldn't you? So if you do win an award tonight, don't use it as a platform to make a political speech. You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. So if you win, come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your God, and fuck off, okay? And that's what he said, which... The thing is, is I'm not going to say I don't agree with him, but it is just a little where it's like you did say yes and you are also getting paid lots of money to do this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a little pot calling the kettle black That's ex- and also exactly. now is not the time for it. He's Ricky Gervais is such a reactionary. His thing is like ever since Trump got elected, admittedly, award shows have been people being like, uh-huh. Hashtag resistance. And for sure, that's like, I get the, like, it's annoying. Like, there is a case to be made that a bunch of rich people being like, I'm going to speak vaguely about a liberal cause. Yeah. Like, there was something, I can't remember what Nicole Kidman said when she won for Big Little Lies, but it was like, I'm so glad I could bring attention to the issue of domestic violence. It was something that was just like, yes. oh, don't even try. No, so, like, let's not. Yeah, there, it was, like, there was, I, yeah, that's why I half agree with what it be, is there was a I do Emmys agree, one but... year where it was like, literally every person got up and, and you could tell, like, they were told they needed to make a statement of some kind. It really felt like that. But and that's when I start getting cynical or where it starts feeling cynical. The, so, yeah, but, but yeah, the yeah. thing about that is that, honestly, I'd rather have people, like, trying to be like, I think it's good that, like, we're talking about racism and sexism now and, like, the Me Too shit, and, as opposed to Ricky Gervais, who is a complete reactionary. He's a transphobe. He's, like, a he's so conservative. And so his anti-woke thing isn't, like, you're all rich and you are like privileged and that's why you shouldn't speak. His thing is just like, I hate the fact that people are like trying to talk about shit in a like more meaningful way now. Like he mm. is just such a like, be, it just, and also doesn't it feel kind of retro being like anti, it just feels like kind of, Ricky Gervais just feels kind of old fashioned, you it's, know? I think it's fairly old fashioned. But then on the other hand, he did say this about James Corden. The world got to see <laughs> James Corden as a fat pussy. He was also in the movie Cats, but no one saw that. And I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> but I do agree with what you're saying. I also don't think that this is, if you're going to like lean into it, lean into it. Right. You're being the host. You're Again, if he was giving donating all of the money that he made to do this show to a charitable cause, I guess go ahead and say whatever the fuck you're going to say. But he didn't. And right. it's just like, you're just, also don't shoot these people down. That's what they want to say. It's what they want to fucking say. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I think that, right. I think that like pointing out like rich celebrities being hypocrites is cool but I feel like people like people like Ricky Gervais his criticism comes from like when you think about like how Hollywood has changed in the last few years it's that like a bunch of people started naming like sexual assaulters and a bunch of people were like hey you you should consider like nominating women for things and like also like nominating black people for things and that's what Ricky Gervais is reacting to you know what I mean like there's a lot of other annoying things that celebrities do but I feel like Ricky Gervais is like oh can we stop talking about these things he at least did call out the uh which call for being racist and uh, the national hollywood press the hfba yeah. yeah yeah whatever which the i it ho- is hollywood foreign press it is hollywood foreign press it is fucking atrocious that no female directors were nominated this year this is this is the most glaring year i think for that issue specifically yes. right where it's like my favorite mo- some of my favorite movies of the year were directed by women there's no reason why 
any one of them like I don't know it just doesn't make any sense it feels like I remember in like 2010 there was like an article that was written by some guy that was like I spent my whole life thinking women aren't funny and now I'm starting to think that maybe I'm wrong and it's just like (laughs) Bruh, like catch up, you know, yeah, like yeah. this is the year 2010. You should have figured this out by now, right. you know. And I feel like that's like th- to still have another year where like women aren't nominated. It's like, man, it is not hard to find a good film directed by a woman this year. It just isn't, you know. Mm-hmm. But I will say, people brought the looks for the Golden Globes this year. Did you look at Joey King's outfit? I like that outfit. I love it. She's also kind of getting ripped apart for it because people are like, oh, what is it? Sound waves? And oh, what is it? What is this dress? <laughs> look up the picture of it. She looks fucking awesome. Yeah, I think it's, it's cool. So it's so cool. weird. It's so different. I really dug it. I like a short dress too. Like the sh- like yes. yeah, the sound waves are cool, but even if you took the sound waves off, the dress looks cool. And Billy Porter, of course. My god. That the with the feather, what is it? Pool? The pool behind train? him? Train. Train. <laughs> is How one. do I know? <laughs> <laughs> I love Billy Porter so much and I love Pose. I love everything about Pose, and I love everything about Billy Porter. And especially, I was so surprised by Dolomite Is My Name when I watched it, which I love. And I, I love can, Dolomite I really, really recommend it. But Wesley Snipes' outfit made me, I was like, excuse me? Do you see the outfit? Yeah, he, that's a good a good uh, color. It's like a purple suit, but it's like an old school classic suit. And I don't understand what's happening with the vest, but I do know that I love it just as much as I loved what Jason Momoa was wearing. He's wearing, he's bringing out those crushed, the hunter green suit jacket. But what I, what gave me pause and what gave the internet pause is when Brian Cox won for succession, which succession, Yay. succession. I just love Succession. I love everything about of the entire family, and I just wish that they were real, and I love how they interact with each other. Did you see that he gave Kieran Culkin a kiss on the mouth yeah. when he won? <laughs> oh, my God. I uh, Someone had sent me that uh, the link to it, uh, a friend of these shows, a nerdy nerdy. She had sent me the link to him kissing Kieran Culkin, and I just said, yeah, I'd watch that, but I want Jerry in the room while she watches just jerking <laughs> off. Sorry, this is a succession joke, Holden. You wouldn't understand. Do you not watch Succession, Holden? Not yet. Uh, this, is the only, this is the only thing that I have seen that you haven't seen. There's too many things! It's, but it's so good. It it's is so there, good. Like, there is no other show that makes me just feel so happy every single time I think about it. That's interesting because it's like a richy rich family. And it's so well done. It is just so well artfully done. done. And it makes the rich... It just is excoriating against the rich. Well, it's exactly what I was saying about when I had sent out the articles for this week's show because Chet Hanks has this viral yeah, video yeah. out of him speaking in a Jesus. in patois for no reason, and I was just <laughs> like, if the, if real if the Hanks if Tom Hanks could be more like Brian Cox in Succession, yes. let's get rid of him. Yes. Get him out of the family. He shouldn't be in the family. He doesn't deserve to be in the family. Yeah, the Chet Hanks uh, speaking patois thing is absolutely like a, a it's totally a Succession thing where it's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you just yeah. shut the fuck up and yeah. get out and as logan roy would say fuck off <laughs> yeah it's weird too because i read that article you sent and it, apparently like he had a bad drug problem and he was doing dumb stuff with the n-word back then and defending it and then he blamed that on his drug problem and then you're gonna go do this now that you're sober on on the golden globes 
and then he was it was a positive message i get guess because he was pro his family because tom hanks won the uh cecil b demille award but it, there was no need for it and it's very <laughs> weird that rita wilson underneath it commented this is the maybe the best laugh of the night on the video of him speaking patois for no reason it's just one of those things where again it's like man you just get your head out of your ass you should know that we're not doing this right now we're not we shouldn't have done it ever we're especially not doing it right now no. it's done this is a great family don't ruin it <laughs> but what i really wanted to talk about was jason momoa taking off his jacket in the middle of the golden globes because when brian cox was past him i was just like wait a second is he wearing just a uh he just had um i don't they're not a line shirt a tank, tank top. Tank top. Well, tank how top. do I know this? <laughs> well, because I, uh, growing up, I always called them wife beaters. You yeah, can't call them wife you beaters anymore. Call wife beaters anymore um, I'm sorry. It's what I forget what they're called now. An A line shirt. We were, it wasn't okay back when we were doing it, and it's not. It's especially not okay now. Listen to Molly for two <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I, oh. I just lost the word. I lost the word. So he had a tank top on, and it, so it turns out he had taken off his jacket because his wife was cold. And he put the jacket on her, but all he had on underneath was a tank top. And he put his hair up in a messy bun, and it looked like he was sitting on a beach. And I love Jason Momoa, because then there's all these articles of him afterwards. He just kept saying he felt like Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman at the Golden Globes, because <laughs> it was his first time at the Golden Globes, and he was so excited to get so dressed up. He's like a big pit bull puppy. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Jason Momoa, when you first started talking about him on this show years ago now, I was like, I don't know if I see it he's not my type and now i realize that everything the man does is just extremely charming it's mm -hmm. so i just can't not because she was cold and he put the jacket on her i love him i love everything and he's so proud of his family i i love everything about him i think it's also the family thing that really gets me going i love that he loves um hawaii too like his all everything that he did like for like advocacy uh, around like indigenous people in Hawaii was really neat. And talk about really trying to enact change of truly being against the use of one-time use plastic bottles. I mean, we talked about that on the show when he shamed Chris Pratt on Instagram for drinking out of a, <laughs> I mean, a, a, a one-time use, a single-time use plastic <laughs> bottle, which is, it's hilarious. He's actually putting in he's trying to enact the change he wants to see, and you gotta give him props for that. And mm. I feel like that is nice just because if um, I had to choose between Jason Momoa and Chris Pratt, I would choose Jason Momoa one million times. In a heartbeat, And so yes. it's very nice to have that option to choose and then to get to choose. And also, we are coming close up here on the list soon, but I did need to mention the fact that now we do all know that Gene Simmons puts ice in his cereal. I was literally about to say, I'm so glad we got to the list without having to talk about this because it makes me so upset and fucked up. First of all, Gene Simmons fucking sucks. And then also on top, I'm not saying Kiss sucks, but like Gene Simmons, the person is, is a piece of shit. And then, and then to see this and be like, oh, this is acceptable on any level or whatever. You know what I mean? Wait, it's, tell the people what he actually does. Oh, he puts ice cubes in his cereal. It is. I saw Gene Simmons. It was trending on Twitter. And I was like, oh, man, did Gene Simmons die? Nope. <laughs> The Kiss singer, 70, became the top Twitter trend on Thursday morning after he shared photos of a bowl of cereal with ice cubes in it. Uh. Oh. And the twit, the twit was, anyone else put ice cubes in their cereal? <laughs> um, the answer, I don't. 
I definitely don't. I, I don't want to shame the man because I will say in the past growing up, I used to put ice in my milk because I wanted my milk to be as cold as humanly possible. And I would do little shots of milk with an ice cube in it so that I could stay as cold as possible before the ice cube would melt. Go what? ahead. All right. It's confession. 2020 confession. I used to put ice in my milk. What? The thing is, if you know the Zabrowski's for long enough, you will hear so many things about their relationship with milk. Right. That <laughs> it was the first one of the first stories I remember hearing Jackie tell on stage was about her and Henry and how much they love milk so much. I remember one of my first disgusting moments of disgust with uh, Henry and Ed <laughs> was Henry and Ed, their pastime was on the way home. They would each get their own gallon of milk <laughs> and then sit in the, because they used to share a department in college, and then they would sit and watch TV or watch a movie and drink the, like, just drink a gallon of milk separately, like, from <laughs> the, straight from the thing. Both of them? Yeah, each. Yeah. They would each pick up a gallon of milk. That's why Ed is a brother from another mother. Ed <laughs> really is. He is, a, a, he's essentially so a Zabrowski. Gross. So gross. It's so unhealthy. It's so disgusting. It's just, unhealthy. Nothing about it. I mean, oh, no. I mean, unhealthy mentally. Not even oh, yes, physically. Yes, unhealthy. I will give it's you just, that. <laughs> it's mentally deranged right, to do that. It seems it seems unhealthy, even if it might be. I think it actually is unhealthy. I think you're I mean technically we're not supposed also to, that, as yeah. grown mammals, still continue to drink um another mammal's milk. But I think the gallon part is key too. Yeah, I think if, the if, if, Ed and, if Ed and Henry were each drinking a glass of milk, I'd let them live. But, but it's each getting their own gallon <laughs> and not even fucking with the cup. And just sitting there watching a movie slamming on a gallon of milk is so gross. Also, I love uh, Gene Simmons' son tweeted, 30 years, 30 years watching him do this. This is my life. That's cute. <laughs> oh, it would be so cold. I don't like ice water. I don't like ice in anything. And... It's too cold, and the idea of putting ice in my cereal makes me, like, physically uncomfortable. Yes. Um, well, it's time for the list, guys. Oh! oh! Who's on the list? Jack and me! Gotta have that list! Well, the thing is, I wanted to do this list about 15 creepiest kids shows of all time. Ooh. But then I also saw this list that is about, um... The Witcher, 10 Things You Didn't Know About Geralt's Body. I'm not going to get into that <laughs> but because it is just about how sexy his body is, so it's mostly pictures. So 15 creepiest kid shows of all time. All right. Um, because I was getting into, I really started thinking back about shows that scared the shit out of me as a kid because uh, I started rewatching Ah, Real Monsters. Which I loved as a kid, and that is number 15 on the list. Ah, real. Do you guys ever watch Ah, Real Monsters? I was such a Nicktoons person, and I watched so many of the Nicktoons shows, but I never watched Ah, Real Monsters. I think that you would really, it's it just, it's lovable monsters, and that they have to go to monster school to learn how to scare humans. And so it's kid monsters. I think that Freddy and Zelda would really enjoy it. All right. That's cute. I think, uh, and also on the list, Ghost Rider, which I forgot that Ghost Rider was creepy. Ghost Rider was fun. Were you into Ghost Rider? Yeah, I liked it. It was one of those shows that I wouldn't like follow, follow, but I definitely would be bored on a afternoon and I'd be like, what's on? Hopefully something's on. And then I'd be like, cool, Ghost Rider. Yeah, same same relationship with it, exactly. Mm -hmm. In a recent interview, writer Kermit Frazier revealed that Ghost Rider's true identity was that of a runaway slave during the Civil War who was killed by his owners. What? <laughs> so that definitely adds a layer of creepiness onto it. So I'll, I'll take that. I'll take a gritty reboot of Ghost Rider. 
I am very into, and I don't, I've never seen it before, and I'm wondering if either one of you guys have, Peppermint Park. Have you guys watched Peppermint Park? Oh my lord. Yeah, it's terrifying, terrifying. Right? It looks very, very scary. Um, is it says I guess it's all puppets. It says this obscure series was mostly available on home video, and they're guessing that the production took place in a backyard shed due to ex- its extreme low budget slash public access quality. The puppet heads were placed on a body, but with human hands. Any sensible child-loving parent wouldn't dare let their kids watch this for fear of the evil it could summon. But apparently, they're all on YouTube, and I think that I'm gonna start looking into it because it looks very scary. Of course, and as a pup, as the resident puppet defender. I have to insist that puppets designed to look exactly like humans are creepy, but that's because that's what dolls are. But this is like uh, this puppet in this shot is like very, very, very scary. Well, especially with on a human body. I think that's what the real kicker is. Because like Ernie has human hands. Yes. Operated by a human, but, but, he, but they look like Ernie hands, yeah. you know, so it's it's not inherently creepy. No, no. These are just wearing creepy killer gloves instead. Yeah. yeah it looks like murder <laughs> OJ gloves. gloves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also never watched The Haunting Hour, which is a it's an R.L. Stein based show, and it seems it's a, it's like a bump up from Goosebumps. Uh-huh. So it makes me think of like Fear Street, but in a say, television show. Remember how extremely horny we both were for Fear Street? Mm, yes, I do. I certainly do. Now it says if Goosebumps was the Twilight Zone, then The Haunting Hour was HBO's Tales from the Crypt in terms of harder scares and dark imagery. This wow. is uh, the reason why I wanted to do this list is because I wanted to remember and see if you guys knew these, but also I wanted to watch. I want to watch these. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I, Especially this one. I'll watch this one. Yeah. Spoiler alert: Number one is "Are You Afraid of the Dark," and that's because Molly and I went through that period of time where we we were rewatching "Are You Afraid of the Dark," and I think we need to get back to those times. Now, "Land of the Lost," I never got into either. I mean, it's from 1974. So. No, but well, see, my sister was older. My sister was uh, my sister is. We have a much older sister, so we did watch a lot of creepy things from the seventies and eighties. So that's why I'm surprised when things like this that I never got around to it. I remember hearing about Land of the Lost, even though it wouldn't have been. Maybe it was on in reruns when I was a kid, because I feel like I know about Land of the Lost, but I don't think I ever watched it. But also, Jim Henson's The Storyteller. Now, this one is not one for you, Molly. I remember watching The Storyteller as a kid, and it's another pup, like creepy puppets, a la like Dark Crystal type of thing from Jim Henson. And Jim Henson makes such creepy fucking puppets. (laughs) It's insane. I don't know how he does it. (laughs) The 80s were a good time, man. I feel like... Uh, yeah, let's scare them kids a little more. Yeah, we really weren't afraid to terrify the kids back Labyrinth, then. Labyrinth, yeah. this. And it's not that it was just like, it wasn't like uh, that movie, well, what's that movie that they just came out with Jacob Tremblay with the kids where it's like bad boy kids or whatever. That, Str- strange? Scared straight? No, it's Put like it in the prison. Three kids and they're like, oh, we found Pornhub. Oh, they're, it's like the whole thing is like, Oh, they're kids, but all this gross stuff happens. And it makes me mad because I feel like there is this idea that we should like have like uh, that like kids are like too coddled or sheltered. But I feel like it's really that we just got to give kids more dignity and more like we got to give them good art, you know, like yeah. the Dark Crystal is like Scare really them. good art. Yeah. And, uh, like I just watched John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch and it's so oh, fucking good. Oh, is it? I want to see yeah, it. It's so good. But what I love about it is like the idea of like what we make for kids shouldn't be dumb. It should be like, it can be dark, it can be scary, but it can be like 
like good like they want they can handle things that are like real and not just for the sake of being outrageous like oh kids saying gross shit which is what that movie that i can't think of the name of is but like being like, oh yeah, kids are afraid of death. That's why we all love Mr. Rogers so much. Exactly. Someone that do- talks to us like an adult, but in more like simple versions so that they can understand, which is why I love that we grew up with shows like Erie, Indiana that's on here, which Erie, Indiana was weird as fuck. I loved Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy is on this list. Now, the one that I wanted to ask you guys about and one that I am the most intrigued by it is a BBC show. It's called Jigsaw. Yeah, and what it says, the fuck is I this? don't know, man. Before there was Slenderman <laughs> or the Babadook, there was Mr. Nosybonk. Mr. Nosybonk looks terrifying. Yeah, he's got a big, gross nose. <laughs> he's a big, white, giant white face. It looks like it needs to be painted, essentially. Like, everything is white. And these bug eyes peering out from behind this giant, bulbous ball nose thing. Oh, it, you know, my it's God. It's the nostrils that really drive it's it It's the nostrils. It looks it's like nostrils. the type of image where you see it, and then you look around to the other people with you, and you're like, do you see that thing over there? And they're all like, <laughs> what thing? Yeah. You know? And it's behind you. It's like Captain Howdy. Yes. I feel like he's right behind me. And uh, so Jigsaw was a children's entertainment puzzle show that had a variety of different segments that mixed live action and animation, sprinkling in fantasy and bizarre characters along the way. I must see this. <laughs> Mr. Nosy Bonk might be one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. And I'm mad that it's not number one on the list because I don't think that Goosebumps and or Are You Afraid of the Dark is scarier than that face. Than that one image. Yeah. But I will say, when I rewatched Are You Afraid of the Dark last it's still Halloween, creepy. it is definitely scary. They really did not, um, you know, they did not hold back that much. And also, I'm so glad they have a picture of Gary because when I was watching Are You Afraid of the Dark, my husband looked at Gary and was like, is that me when I was a kid? <laughs> it and looks just like your husband. It looks just like he looked like when he was that age. That's hilarious. So uh, shout out to Gary for being the young version of my husband. Hell yeah. <laughs> and also they are remaking Are You Afraid of the Dark currently. And you know what? I hope they do it just as creepy as they used to be. Sure. Yeah. Don't pull back, you know? And again, don't be like, not. you should be age appropriate. But also it's like, yeah, it's just like give kids the respect to like make really good high quality art for them. Man, watch John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch. It is so fucking good. Okay. It. it is so good. You will just feel good the whole hour. You will just feel so terrific. Like when it ends, you will just feel like you just – You'll just have a big old smile on your face. Hell yeah. Oh. <laughs> Speaking oh. of creepy. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I mean, oh. he doesn't want to scare strangers more in 2020. <laughs> my word. When the cones in my eyes refuse to see co- colors, does that mean a deranged <laughs> horror has implicated me in some sort of cruel existential game did you say cone i swear (laughs) i cannot feel or breathe or think i am so paralyzed by my own happenings i think i'm going (laughs) colorblind (laughs) like a dog yep just like a dog and we can see you unfortunately (laughs) that's right it's blind item fear them and weep so Jackie was saying before this had been kind of a slow normal news week I also feel like it's a bit of a slow blind item news week so bear with me on these clunkers hell yeah ooh I'm so excited (laughs) 
They're just clunks. It's just a clunk. I, I just got rid of another Bradley Cooper. Is We know he's gay. <laughs> I deleted it. I was like, I, it was one of them. And I was like, I'm not going to say this one out loud. Let him be gay. Did Let I, him be secretly gay. Yeah, it's fine. Did I ever tell you guys uh, on the show that uh, during my C-section, they turned on Shallow? No, uh, they did. Wait, what? Yeah. The song? Just the during, well, shut, shut, shut. While I was in the operating room, they turned. one of the nurses was like, does anyone mind if I played music? And I was like, nope. Please. And, and then on the playlist was Shallow. <laughs> can you not hear it now without thinking of your stomach being cut open? It makes, I can't think, I obviously can't hear Bradley Cooper's name without thinking of it. I mean, it, it's, I didn't even, I hadn't even remembered it until like six days after being home. And then I was like, wow, that happened. They played Shallow during the birth ah. of my child. That's you're far amazing. from the Shallow now, though. Yeah, you're far from it. Uh, okay, here we go. This rapper slash actor slash professional feuder doesn't have the kind of money he wants everyone to think he dropped on a hugely expensive car. He is leasing it for just two months. What? Just enough time for pictures and to make you think he has more money than he does. Oh, no. So it's an actor rapper? More rapper than anything else. And a feuder. More rapper and professional feuder, really. Than Nick Cannon. No. Eminem. No. Uh, around What the, generation are we talking about? Around ge- Eminem's generation. He's older school. He's like, he's old school a little bit. Jay-Z. No, no. Jay-Z's got lots he's of like lots of money. He's like an entrepreneur, too. Snoop? No. Wait, Fire, fire Festival. 50 Cent? Yes. Uh, Good wow. work. Oh, yeah, because of all the liquor. All his liquor keeps going under because liquor, uh, I don't even know her. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you for that one. <laughs> Gold News, it? which I guess is a website, reported that Fiddy bought himself a Bugatti Chiron for Christmas, a $3 million car, which looks like the fucking Batmobile, by the way. And Bugatti, up- be kidding me. Bugatti, 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 Bugatti. <laughs> and uploaded a video on socials about it. He said, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Stay positive. Stay focused. Go hard 2020, boom. Hell yeah, I do feel inspired. And you know what? Lease that car, dog. And yeah. Drive it around and be cool. I don't care that you did that. Like No shame in a lease. Yeah, fuck no, off hell with this no. blind item. I give this blind item two shut-ups. Whoa. I like it. I like it out of shut-ups, though. <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's a good rate rating scale that we should have for the blind items. <laughs> um Okay, here's another one for your disappointments. Ooh, fun. Considering how many drugs she takes and how much she drinks, being pregnant would be the worst thing for this former tweener turned A-list singer slash actress. Again, more of a singer than an actress, but had a big hit this year. Two of her friends says she is and is trying to decide whether to keep the baby or not. Miley. Zendaya. Neither. Selena? Molly, two for two. You just said Selena. Selena Gomez. Yeah. Wow. Two for two. Two for two. Jack, if you get this next one wrong, you have to sit out the next page seven recording. I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I only I only know two <laughs> former tweener stars, Miley and Selena, so I had a kind of there a 50-50 chance. Um, I will say, if you have not listened to Lose You to Love Me, Selena's new song, it's, so it's pretty fucking I mean, great. Yeah. You've heard, everyone's heard it. Everyone's heard it, but I really love it. You can't get into an Uber without fucking hearing it at this point. I'm sure I've heard it, but I need, like, if I'm not working in a school, like, currently, I feel like I 
uh, don't have the people who are explaining the pop music to me, you know, and then I hear it. Once I know it, then I'll be like, every grocery store is Don't worry. Yes. I will give it. I love doing this for people. I needed to lose you to love me. To love, to love me. To love, to love me. I needed to hate you to love me. Is that really Yeah, it's really the song. It's a good song. No, I'm sure it's a good song. I'm just not saying, oh, that's the one I've been Right, that's what you mean. I think you would recognize it if the video is really good for it, too. All shot in an iPhone 11. Buy an iPhone 11. iPhone 11. That's what it says on the commercial. Yeah. Buy an iPhone 11, Molly, or you're not as cool as the kids you teach. We are not cool. We are not cool. You know what? You know what? Spoiler alert. I know a lot of people that got that phone. I'm a poor, so I don't have that phone. And everyone's like, but don't you see the different shutters? The different shutter things? I don't see a fucking difference i'm going and saying it right now i don't see a fucking difference <laughs> <laughs> wow i guess we won't get apple advertising on page seven anytime oh no soon. but wait you can send us all the ipads <laughs> yeah you're just standing in a, at an art museum saying what's the big deal <laughs> it's a I don't see it. yuck no it's not good <laughs> um i only give that one one shut up because yeah, I okay. Think it was not as bad as it the was first fun. One. Yeah, no, it was fun. This one though is really gonna make you think. Wow, I can't believe Shut up. blind <laughs> items are bad this week. <laughs> this a <laughs> this a list dual threat actor who does better in television keyword TV actor and is and and hunky's hunky and people talk about his big rod. And as someone all of you know embarrassed himself last night at a party by getting way too drunk and then handsy with the wrong woman. Whoa. Oh. Whoa. John Hamm? Yeah, dog. You're not doing big seven next oh week. Oh, my Jack God. I'm out. I'm You're out. out. I'm out. You're out. All right. I'm out. Okay. <laughs> Good luck. And I'll see you. You'll get, you guys get the information. And Molly, exactly. <laughs> you get to put the email together next week. With all of the research and everything, the hours that Jackie spends preparing for the show. <laughs> all of the work that Jackie does will be replaced by me just uh, linking stories to John Hamm. <laughs> because there's only one TV star with a famously huge dick, yeah, I think. Yeah, like, I kind of gave it away pretty quick Famously there with the rod. huge about the rock. He attended the Vanity Fair Amazon Studios and Audi pre-Golden Globes party, which just has such a ring. That What a party with a ring to it for a name. Uh, last Saturday night, with guests including Aquafina, cast members from The Marvelous Miss is Maisel, Natasha Leone, and Minnie Driver, among many others. I have no idea what woman he got handsy with, but those are some of the ladies that were at the party. I don't know who gives a shit. Oh my lord, I can see again! <laughs> Yay, and he's back! I thank my lucky stars that my rods became clear once more <laughs> for color to arrive to my dome. Your rods? Cones and rods. I don't understand cones and rods. What is I that? Don't is that either. an electricity thing? Is that like a No, it's in your eyeballs. A lightning you thing? No, you have cones and rods. It's what allows you to see color and depth and stuff. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> take a class. Take a class. As Letterkenny would say, figure it out. Excuse me? Figure it out. Figure it out. I'll fucking figure it out. Well, I won't figure it out because I don't want to. And 2020, we don't have to do what we don't want to do anymore. Welcome to the rest of your lives. <laughs> uh, we, you were just saying This is the words. first day of the rest of your life. You are just saying words that are just flying out of your dome right nah, now. Nah, nah, any... nah, 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 nah. 
You guys, we still have some tickets left for some of our shows over the weekend. Please go to lastpodcastnetwork.com slash p7live to get your tickets, tickets, uh, for Pontiac <laughs> and Milwaukee this weekend. We're going to have fun. I'm going to eat so many hot dogs that I'm going to puke in the snow. <laughs> My yes. name is Jackie Zabrowski. You can follow me on Instagram at Jack That Worm. My name is Saul McNeely, and yes, we have both been very good since New Year's Day, and we are ready to be very bad. Very bad. Uh, check me out, twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho. My name is Holden. Also, please check out our Patreon. We put out bonus episodes every week. And hey, come on, it's already such a deal with the free content. You're getting pop history every week. You're getting a page seven episode every week. We're giving, ooh, we're giving it so good. Check it out, patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast. Molly. My name is Molly Neffel. I'm MJKLCat on Instagram. Molly, it's me, the Witcher. No. Oh. Ew, don't, don't confuse my, my brain twigs, bro. I, I like your long hair, Witcher. You look great. <laughs> Man, his arms. Did you hear that um, apparently his arms are so big it keeps wearing out the leather on his outfits? <laughs> it's true, Molly. <laughs> Read and weep. Oh, that changes my mind. <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys. And I guess I won't talk to you next week because I have been canceled. There you go. <laughs> I will. I'll be here next yeah, week. Sure we you love you. And we'll be back from the salt. Minds. Bye. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.